Archie 1079 Life. James here with you back at Cabra having an awesome time with Hannah. Hi, Hannah. Hello. Great to have you on the show. First time? Yes, it's my first time. Very excited. First time on the radio altogether? Altogether. Oh, my God. Well, there you go. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And Bradley. <laughs> yeah, how's it going? Very well, mate. Great to have you both on the show. Now, we're going to be chatting about lots of different things today. You guys have come fresh off the back of the big school musical production. We sure have. To uh, qu- quite an extreme degree. I mean, I actually feel maybe a little bit starstruck because you the the musical was The Little Mermaid mm-hmm. and Hannah, you are here with bright, well, it's not bright red hair anymore, <laughs> but like very bright pink hair yes. because you were The Little Mermaid. I was. I was Ariel. <laughs> so we'll be chatting all about that and also kind of your musical experiences that, that you've had as well because Bradley, for instance, is uh, very musically adept at a wide range of different things. The amount of musical instruments will shock and enthrall you. That's how many there are but we'll be chatting about that in just a moment as well we're also gonna be talking about school research projects as well you guys are both uh, sort of in the process of doing that Bradley you're in year 12 yeah uh, so this is your big final one yeah and Hannah you're currently getting your sort of prepared and ready to go at the moment something very very different but still really really interesting so we'll be chatting all about that as well uh, we've got music from Brit Nicole Coldplay One Republic stacks of great music Talia and Jordan were our music programmers here at Cabra today and they've come up with some great music for us starting off with this one this is clean bandit and zara larson you're listening to archd 1079 life brand new from imagine dragons you are listening to archd 1079 life harry styles and miley cyrus on the way very shortly hannah and bradley are here from cabra as the co-host today it's fantastic to have you on fresh from the musical the little mermaid uh, as we were saying just before hannah you are here with your bright red hair still mm-hmm. as your role as ariel yes. as a little mermaid is this your first lead role you've ever had in a musical before um well in when i was in year seven i think i played little alice when we did alice in wonderland but oh. it's my first lead lead yeah because little alice doesn't hang around for very long no there was Three scenes, maybe. No, okay. But it was still. It was great to get a taste of it because I hadn't really done anything like that before. Okay. So, so now, what's the hardest thing about being a lead in a musical? Oh, the hardest thing. It's probably after the musical. Um, Why? Post musical blues, like they are insane. <laughs> Coming down from the high of it. Yeah, and you just don't know what to do, and you're like, I have all this spare time, and I'm like, uh, it's driving me crazy. Like I don't know what to do. Because you would have been literally in every scene, probably. I was. Bar a couple. Yeah, I um. My only change that wasn't side of stage was in the interval and I had to start on stage as well. Right. So I um yeah, the biggest gap I had was two scenes in between when I was on. Wow. Yeah. Now Bradley, <laughs> you were in the musical as well. Now I've I've got a, you know, full disclosure, I have never seen The Little Mermaid. Oh. The only reason I kind of picked up beforehand <laughs> you're talking about Ariel knowing that that was you was because I've seen like, maybe the, the poster or something or yeah. <laughs> see go, oh yeah that's right describe who your character is in the uh, in the musical Bradley well um, my character's name is Grimsby um, he's basically oh I don't know how old would he be around I don't know. 50 60 Pretty old. he had white oh, hair I had to wear like a white wig it was, okay yeah, yeah. Um, but basically well the main character Eric or one of the main characters um, his parents died in a shipwreck okay. and basically I was their butler guard I don't know. Um, but basically, they put me in charge of Eric until he was 21. 21? Yeah. And, and he had to get married. Had to get married before his 21st birthday. Okay. Yeah. So, kind of in charge of that, trying to hook up. Trying to marry Eric. him off. So, <laughs> yeah. does, does he have to marry Ariel? He has to marry someone. I don't okay. care who it is. Okay. Now, 
the best part about this story that you were telling me earlier that I thought was that it was not a singing part originally, but you turned it into a singing part. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, Talk me through how those negotiations went. Well, it did, we didn't really negotiate it. I just kind of got up on stage and during one of the lines, <laughs> I just kind of sung it instead of saying it. It was during a song. It wasn't completely well, out of context. Yeah, I mean, there was music behind me. It's just I was meant to be saying the line then, but instead of that, okay. I sung it to the like song underneath. So, so is it like talking along with this, like Rex Harrison, My Fair Lady style? Have you seen that film? Uh, no, but basically what I did was like the music was underneath and then I was just meant to be saying it. Oh, yeah. Welcome, dear friends. This is our contest, stuff like that. But instead of just saying it, I was just like, welcome, welcome, dear friends, to our contest. And so, yeah, just singing it. Nice. Mm. Great. Fantastic. And how was the experience for you um, doing the musical? Have you ever done a musical musical theatre before? Uh, I did last Cabra musical we did, which was High School Musical, but I wasn't any of the lead roles. I was just like one of those guys in the back that just, you know. Oh, the chorus. But the, the chorus make up the whole show. There yeah. wouldn't be a show without the chorus. What sort of musical would it be if all of a sudden when someone decides to start going through exposition <laughs> through a song and all of a sudden a big choir of choreographed people came up behind them who knew exactly what was going to happen next. Mm. <laughs> it's important, mm. <laughs> especially yeah. for high school musical. And you guys as well, I've, I've been hearing a lot recently. I don't know if the Tony Awards has just been or it's about to come, but they talk a lot about triple threat people, which are the actor, singer, dancer. <laughs> Would both of you fall into that category? Would you say? I can act and I can sing, but when it comes to dancing, that's why they didn't give me a dancing role in the musical. So... <laughs> but surely that must have been the case in High School Musical. You can't just stand still. You gotta, you yeah, gotta move your feet. Animated. I mean, well, yeah. During the choreography for the Little Mermaid, I had one of the teachers constantly yelling at me because I would do my left foot instead <laughs> of the right foot. But okay, mm. how about you, Hannah? Oh, you would ha oh, come on, Little Mermaid. You'd have to be all three. <laughs> I did classical ballet for ten years. That'd be a yes then. Little, yeah, singing <laughs> and I act. So sure, yeah. Uh, don't do ballet anymore. I don't know. Um, yeah, my sister does. My little sister does. She's just got on her point shoes. Oh, wow. So on point. On point. That's the big moment. <laughs> yeah, very exciting. When we come back, we're going to be chatting a little bit more about your stuff to do with music because you've both travelled quite a bit. This is the, one of the good things about being here at Cabra is that every year there's a big music trip. Is it every year that it happens? Every four years. Four years. Is oh, is it trip. four years? Every yeah, four years. For the music, it's four years. But every two years they do an Italy and a Japan trip. Yeah, they do language trips every two years. Oh, wow. So it's a lot going on. But you mm. guys have recently been on one. You both went last year. We'll be talking a bit about that. You went to the US. Mm. Uh, <laughs> love to find out more about that. Um, and talk a little bit too about uh, Bradley, you being the music captain, you are adept you have said, are playing quite a huge amount of instruments. Oh, I wouldn't say I'm like the best, but I can I can play. Make a sound. Oh, I can make a sound out of most of them. <laughs> but the thing that's interesting, I think, is that you say that your process, you have a different process at coming at a musical instrument than other people would. A lot of people would like look at the instrument, pick it up, have a bit of a play, but you come at it from a slightly different perspective. We'll be talking a bit about that in a moment as well. We've got music from Miley Cyrus, Brit Nicole, Coldplay and One Republic. But right now, this is Bianca. Absolutely love this one. Crank it up. You're listening to RHD 1079 Live. That's Harry Styles. You are listening to RHD 1079 Life. Miley Cyrus, Britt Nicole and Coldplay coming up very shortly. I'm here with Hannah and Bradley chatting all things Cabra music. Uh, they have recently come off the back of a big production of The Little Mermaid, Hobgood Theatre down in Norlunga. Um, big sellout shows, but... 
uh, you were saying before, just off air, there were different demographics, Hannah, um, between your matinee days and your evening days. Can you talk us through that? Yeah, well, it was. Um, it's always a different performance every time you perform. The audience, um, they will laugh at different things, and sure. like sometimes you just won't expect it. It would, it would just be a normal part that you'd never had anything reacted to, and they'll just be like this roar of laughter, and you have no idea what's going on. That was mainly with the little kids. Okay, but um, and what did they think was funny? Uh, that was unexpected. Sometimes, like just general mistakes. <laughs> yeah, like they'd pick it up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, over that's very heartening. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas nah. adults would just be kind of really stoic, go, okay, well, we'll make a big point out of this. <laughs> we don't want to sap their, sap their confidence. So the kids are like, ah, you fell over. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's about <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, now, the adult audiences were great. They're so encouraging. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it was really, it was such a great experience. Mm. I really would recommend it to anyone, honestly. Now, Bradley, music captain here at Cabra. You're in year 12 this year. Yep. You play 10 inches. Instruments you've said yes or oh, around that okay well main instrument is voice um it didn't used to be voice because i originally started on guitar and okay. i did guitar lessons for four years i think it was all right um what made you change oh, a lot of things made me change um <laughs> ma- the main reason was my- it wasn't meant to be a, a deep dark story <laughs> oh, a lot of things change man <laughs> no well ba- basically the one thing i didn't like was my fingers would always get like you know like Callous. calloused and stuff like that and i just i just didn't like it so from then i swapped over to voice for a year and then i also self-taught kind of myself piano okay but it's kind of easy kind of i don't know you can just think of it how you want but um <laughs> after doing voice lessons for a year i was just like okay I, I want to try something new. So I learned how to, um, well, I took drum lessons um, with the school. Okay, I think we're up to six yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'm counting uh, around well. that. And then after that, um, my family and I took a trip to China for a friend's wedding. Yeah. Um, and over there we were in like this marketplace somewhat and my mum found an ocarina and she was like, oh, Bradley, I'm going to buy this for what you. What is that? It's like, I don't know, it's like a little thing and you blow into it. It's kind of, kind of like a flute, but like cooler. Like I a don't piccolo thing? I don't know. It's like kind of, but oh. yeah. Basically, she just bought it for me and she's just like, I want you to learn how to play this. <laughs> right. And I'm still like, sure, mom, sure, whatever. So I spent like, what, two, three months learning how to play that. And okay. I played a song for her and she was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Um, yeah, it wasn't good. Very rewarding. But um, after, after that, I was just like, okay, back on to singing lessons. So I stopped doing drum lessons. I started doing singing lessons again. But I wasn't really that punctual to my singing lessons. I usually wouldn't turn up because I was like, you know. Lazy. Yeah, that's really impunctual. Impunctual? Non-punctual. <laughs> What's the thingy? Um, I don't know. I just didn't show up. Okay, done. <laughs> but basically, yeah, I just didn't show up. And because I was um, learning how to play harmonica at that point. And basically, when it came to learning the harmonica, I wanted to know how the harmonica, like, how it worked. So I bought, okay. like, a kit at, um, off eBay, I think it was. And basically, I built it myself. Um, and then basically learned how to play it through building it. Wow. That's very interesting because there's a lot because there's reads, isn't it, in between, yeah. and they've got to be exactly right. Mm. It's it's really full on, and you've taken this idea of building a musical instrument mm. th- like further as well into your uh, year twelve research project. Yeah, well, basically for my research project, I think I've I've kind of like changed what my question was around, but basically I'm building a bass guitar. What motivated you to to choose a bass guitar? Well. 
a lot of people build guitars for their research projects. So I was just Do like, they really? Well, yeah, well, from what I've heard. My, I, t I originally told my teacher I wanted to build a guitar. She's just like, everyone does that. I'm just like, okay, I build a bass guitar. And okay. Then, yeah. And then she's like, sure, whatever. Now, so, is bass guitar part of your musical instrument list of 10? Yes. Well, Okay. Uh, I was going to say, this would be an opportunity for you to get another one. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> basically, about a year ago for my birthday, I got a bass guitar. Um, and well, I'd been learning bass in class because we needed a bass guitarist for one of our bands that we had going on. Isn't it amazing how many bass guitarists start like that? We, mm. we just needed one. Mm. So I guess I had a basic idea of how to play guitar, so I did it. And yeah. then all of a sudden, Basically, bass yeah. guitar forever. But yeah, well, I learned- Basically. Oh, oh. <laughs> wow. Uh, awesome. Now, Hannah, you are preparing research project now, but something a little bit different, mm -hmm. but really fascinating, I thought. Can you talk us a bit through what you're going to be doing? Okay. Well, and why? Because there's actually a bit of sort of story about it as well. Mm -hmm. Well, my mum's an immunisation nurse and um, we've always, I've always found it really interesting finding out from her, um, like the information on people um, in year eight at the year eight vaccinations, um, especially like their breakfast intake. Um, so I'm going to... Um, I'm going to put forward a survey to some of the schools in the year eight vaccination um, and hopefully find a bit out about um, like how often they eat breakfast and yep. what effect breakfast actually has on your eights on um, vaccination day to do oh, with okay. their well-being. Because of, of people what like passing out or feeling faint or yeah those yeah sorts definitely of yeah because a lot of a lot of the time lately like I know quite a few of my friends they'll just turn up to school with a coffee and I'll ask oh have you had breakfast like because they're always complaining they're hungry that's what like <laughs> that's what girls yeah. do um, but they don't they don't help themselves <laughs> they just um, yeah they just turn up with a coffee or something or just a snack from Macca's but um, I'd also like to look at the different cultural um, kind of aspects of it yeah, as well. Sure. So, like, for instance, um, Italian people might have spaghetti bolognese for breakfast. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, In fact, this was you, your, your experience. People who are listening may not know this, but this was your, your experience that you were running, eating spaghetti bolognese. Yeah. Was, was that this morning, you yeah, said? Yeah, this morning. This morning. <laughs> this morning. It has it feeling. has it sitting. Oh, it's pretty good, actually. I'm, I'm, it's I pretty feel good. nutritious. There you go. Hannah, a bit of pre-research there <laughs> yeah, for you. there we go. Spaghetti bolognese for breakfast is a winner. Yes. <laughs> One thing I've noticed, though, interestingly enough, is because when Whenever we do the the, um, the the opening of the show and we test the mics, I always ask people what they've had for breakfast as a means of kind of getting the levels right and things like that. More and more, now I've been doing this for a few years, more and more people are saying, I didn't have breakfast. Mm, yeah. And I'm seeing this, and this is all pure anecdotal, so it probably has absolutely no efficacy in science whatsoever, but um, more and more schools, you know, breakfast clubs are becoming so much more prevalent. People not having the opportunity to eat at home, mm. maybe because, I don't know, lifestyles are moving fast, parents need to go to work more. I don't know, like, have you sort of encountered any information around that yet? Um, not really. I've prepared, a, I've prepared a survey and like a letter to send out to the schools and I'm hoping to conduct the survey on the next year eight vaccination day okay and then so, oh, so this is going to be schools wide not just here but like everywhere yeah, yeah definitely oh wow okay yeah so um i haven't 
gotten permission or anything yet, so I won't mention any of the school names. Okay, okay. But, um, yeah, just in different areas and, like, private schools versus public schools. Yeah. And, yeah, it'll be really interesting to find out the results. Hopefully it will be, like, I'll be able to give it to Health SA, the information, like my findings. That sounds really fascinating. I look forward to hearing, I mean, if it all goes well, hopefully we'll hear all about this in the public domain. It'll be on the news. Because it's like, <laughs> uh, that's just really valuable stuff, I think, and really important because breakfast, and it's the cliche, isn't it? Breakfast is the most important meal of the day, but... Mm. But you see what the difference is. I mean, look, Bradley's just had, you know, a giant bowl of spaghetti bolognese with like, you know, with basil (laughs) and like, you know, shaved parmesan, I think you were saying. Mm. And uh, look at him. He's just amazing. He can't sit still, like literally. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we got uh, lots more coming up. It's been great having you on the show. We're going to be having Jack and Cameron joining us very shortly, taking over. But Hannah and Bradley, it's been so awesome having you on. Uh, Thanks very much for being a part of RHC. I hope to see you again. Yes, of course. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, thanks. Oh, we got lots more music. Coldplay, One Republic, and Holy Star. But right now, this is Miley Cyrus. You are listening to HD 107.9 Life. That is Miley Cyrus. You are listening to HD 107.9 Life. We've got Britt Nicole and Coldplay coming up very shortly. Fresh into the announcers' chairs, we have Cameron. How are you going, mate? Good, thanks. Good to have you here. And Jack. How you going? Good, man. <laughs> Great to have you guys on the show. We've been having a bit of a chat off air about some general bits and pieces. And I love the fact that you guys not only are, what would you call it? It's not full hills is it it's sort of like southern hills area guys like me from sort of the aberfoyle flagstaff hill area except that you had a term for people from that area that i'd never heard before cameron well we are the sherpas (laughs) and we're proud of it we got sectioned off so we we might as well just roll with it and that's what we're called we're we're sherpas proud very proud proud. (laughs) so jack tell me the origins of this was this something that you just heard people call people from that area or is it something that you decided that you'd be one of our mates uh kind of came up with a name right and um i know then we got the city boys okay who's everyone but not the sherpas yes okay pretty much because really considering cabra where it is really you kind of either one or the other really it's like so you just keep going south until you literally hit a hill and then you're a sherpa yes so does that mean anyone from blackwood bellevue heights it doesn't matter which hill you you hit if you so any elevation You're a Sherpa. <laughs> you're a Sherpa. That's it. If you're up a hill. So, uh, big friendship group here that you guys have got here at Cabra. Um, Jackie was saying exactly 22 of you. No, oh, tw- 20 plus. 20, 20 plus. plus blokes, yeah. Now, this is uh, the group chat dictates how many friends you have, of course. So, <laughs> <laughs> if someone gets kicked off the, the group chat of 22, that's it. So, if they wake up the next morning and see, oh no, there's only 21 people in the group chat. <laughs> Someone's got the boat. Exactly. And is it one of those things where they say, you know, there's always one difficult person in every family, and if you don't know who that is, it's you. Is it... If, the, if you're missing from the group chat and you're not quite sure how it's come to happen, I'm sorry, it's over. You always know why it's happened. It's yeah. always... You've, you've done something. You've pushed the wrong button. You've pushed right. the wrong button. Everyone has their time. Everyone has their minute on the outside. And then they've got a mate to come in and... <laughs> Then they've got a mate to come in and save them. And that's brutal. That's that's really yeah, brutal. It's cutthroat. We're talking about the things that you guys are really passionate about. You, you both said you're really passionate about Adelaide. It's something that you both really love. What is it to you about Adelaide that, that really makes it such a great place for you, Cameron? Do you want to go? Because I might, I, might, I might be a while. That's mainly <laughs> the beauty that no one really knows. Like for us being, us being the Sherpas, there's a lot of uncovered stuff none of the city boys really know about. Yeah. So... There's things that are closer than you think. That's the that's the bit that really like 
where Jack lives. I'm not going to say his address, but you literally had five minutes, like two minutes up, up the hill, up yeah. a little, you know, turn right, turn left, you know, and you go up there and all of a sudden it's as if you're in the countryside somewhere when really you've just suburbia, but it's just a fresh to nice, but it's everywhere as well, you know. Yeah, like, it's on your doorstep, really. I always think because where where I am, which obviously clearly is very close to you guys, but like I always think of Clarendon as being so far away. But it's mm. only like ten minutes down the road. Mm. As soon as you hear Clarendon, it's as if you're going down. It's as if you're driving to Victoria. It is. It's but it's you know in in some ways it's nicer because that drive can be really dry and kind of arid. Whereas driving through, it's this beautiful rolling green pasture countryside. Yeah. And because I've always you know um, lived up that way you know i grew up in bellevue heights and have lived in i think marion is the closest it's the furthest away from that area i've ever lived you know, i consider that to be like like He's basically one of us. inner city one of us. <laughs> yeah for sure man absolutely and um uh i've lived in bel-air and 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 things like that uh but living in flagstaff hill now and i i was talking to someone the other day who lives down uh, kind of in the sort of the, the, what they call the Onkaparinga Hills area, which is kind of down Ranella Woodcroft. And even that close, the landscape does change quite a bit. I can't imagine not having that dense green and dense trees and things like that. I have two giant gum trees in my backyard and that's not uncommon. You know, like for, for where we are, that's not something that's unusual. You know, there's that sort of thing everywhere. And I think that that's kind of that landscape. It's amazing how a landscape really gets into your psyche as going, well, that's what home looks like and feels like, and even smells like as well. You know, like that, that intense eucalyptus smell is something that I naturally associate with that. As much as I'd love to live in the city, I think that I'd feel really weird about it. I think it would feel really strange, you know. I've, we've, we've both thought about it and when we were younger, due to the inconvenience before we sort of appreciated it, sort of like, I just want to be next to my school so that when I wake up, I go to school, I go home, I'm there. But when you're up there, you know, I have a forest next to my house. Do you like, really? Well, not next to, but you know, you walk two minutes. And but you can walk there basically. Oh yeah. yeah. And like you're at a nice forest and it's as if like, it's a little, like it's just a little haven. Whereas, yeah. you know, if you're down the hill, not to not promote down the hill, everywhere in Adelaide's great. Yeah, but, yeah. But you've just got your local park, so it's sort of a different thing that if you if you grew up with a forest, you grew yeah, up with Yeah, it's up for forest. me as well. I walk out my back door and I've got a big paddock straight off my deck. Wow, That's- you guys <laughs> live in a slightly different <laughs> part. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk a bit about something. There is a thing, peak hour convoy. This is a thing apparently, mm. and it's something that only really truly Sherpas can understand Sherpas, apparently exactly. so uh, we've also got music from One Republic Holly Star Coldplay but right now this is Brit Nicole love this one check it out you're listening to RHD 107.9 Life that's Coldplay you're listening to RHD 107.9 Life One Republic and Holly Star coming up very shortly I'm here with Cameron and Jack we were just talking about bakeries because I don't think there's anyone I don't know if it's a, if it's a nationwide thing or even an international thing but definitely in Adelaide favourite bakery off is, is literally a conversation starter in any realm, Sherpa or not. It's everywhere. You can't say that your heart doesn't lie in one single meat oh, pie. Oh, you cannot. <laughs> it lies within a meat pie. My heart lies within a meat pie. So I, I think you're absolutely right. I think that's absolutely true. So there's always the favourites that always come up. Uh, Port Elliot Bakery is always one that comes up in conversation as, a, as, as an obvious one. Um, Clarendon always comes up. 
It's on the way to Port Elliot. It certainly is. Oh, you were saying a story as well about uh, a friend of yours. You were doing a convoy run uh, uh, sort of around the place and uh, he's always has to stop when he goes on holiday somewhere at the Mount Compass Bakery. Yeah. Was it Mount Compass? It was Mount Compass, yeah. On his way, he's always on his way down to Goolwa, right? Right. right? So that's his, that's his go-to location because you can't change that either. Okay, of course. Well, if that's where your house is, then yeah. you can't really do that. Yeah, you yeah, can't exactly. say, you can't my house is in Gorwa, but I'm going to drive <laughs> to somewhere where I don't have a house and have a holiday there instead. So, I get I get that. That's not weird. So <laughs> we'll, we'll refer to him as Pup. We'll, that's, his, that's his nickname. Okay. Right? And he religiously, on his way, as several probably do, Mount Compass Bakery. Okay. It's got to be Mount Compass. If it's, not, if, it, if it's not Mount Compass, it's not right. Okay, I've right. never been to Mount Compass Bakery. I didn't even know there's, there was there's one there. Two, there's two there. Oh, is that okay? Yeah, well, there you but go. You've got to go to the right one. Uh, of course you do. You get that, meat, go to the right get that meat pie. <laughs> get that meat pie. <laughs> so I think that's the same with Gawla. I think Gawla, people say that as well. Like there's an awesome bakery in Gawla, but you've got to go to the right bakery. Yeah. So because there's like two or three really good ones. But anyway, so, but you talked him out of going to Mount Compass. Was that right? Well, we weren't going that way this time. So, okay. as he's a city boy. As we've brought up in the previous segment, and we're Sherpas, so he was right. coming through. We'll call it Sherpaville, right? Okay, let's call it that. So <laughs> we've he's come up the hill. He's picked us up. We've had a little laugh at my house, and we've got on the road. So we're we're driving, and we're going to go the back way through the hills, through the nice scenic on a nice Saturday afternoon. Got the sun coming through the trees, you know, going through Kaipo, but he needs food on the way down there, doesn't he? Right. We can't we can't have him hungry on the way down there. And so he has this Pavlovian dog response. As soon as he hits the road, he's like, going, well, where's my pie? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Not straight away, but halfway. Okay, okay. So, and that's why this was... As soon know, as he could smell the early. pine trees from yeah. Kaipo, it like sets off a chain reaction <laughs> physiologically for him and he has to have a pie. <laughs> so... So we've we've said this is what we're going to do. We're, we're not going to go to Mount Compass Bakery. We're going to go. We're going to go to Clarendon, and he he adapted. He adapted. <laughs> okay. And I guess that's when we learn a bit bit more about where his heart lies. Which okay. We do we do have suspicions about whether he's really a city city a city man. But he's Sherpa at heart. He's Sherpa. At I was going to say yeah. If you're talking he's, Clarendon, if you're talking mm, uh, Mount Compass, mm. you're you're very much you know. You're mixing it up a little bit more in that thing because I'm sure there are people down here. Although I never hear people talking about city bakeries, do they? No one ever says, "Going, oh, my favourite bakery is in I don't know, Rand Nailsworth." <laughs> you know, no one goes, "Oh, the Nailsworth Bakery." My green, my green. I apologise to anyone who who runs the Nailsworth Bakery who <laughs> might be listening, but I just haven't heard it. Okay, look, we're Sherpas. We're from south of the city. We don't know anything beyond Prospect Road. I'm sorry, because I really don't. Actually, I get um, lost the minute I hit Prospect Road. I'm like, out comes the Google Maps. I'm like. <laughs> I don't know where to go. Once you've pulled over, of course. Of course. Absolutely. Don't do it while you're driving. Uh, we got lots more coming up. Some great music. Uh, Holly Star. Right now, this is One Republic. You're listening to HD 107.9 Live. That's One Republic. You're listening to HD 107.9 Live. Jack and Cameron have been my guest co-announcers here at Cabra. Thanks very much for coming on, guys. It's been great. No worries at all. Love to be here. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, we've been chatting about all sorts of things. Uh, if you've missed any of what we've talked about today, uh, we've had a whole team of people working on the show today. Uh, you can jump on to the podcasts, uh, go to either iTunes or SoundCloud. Just look for RHD Radio. Likewise, with all the things that we've discussed here today, uh, you can check us out on Instagram and Facebook. RHD Radio, again, is where we are, including information about uh, the, uh, the Synod of Bishops, the big thing that's happening in Rome uh, has asked for young people to get involved in uh, 
basically tell the Pope what you think is what they've said. So um, just to give you a bit of a rundown, what is it? It's a survey for young people. The input will help guide the 2018 Synod of Bishops called by Pope Francis. This is where all the bishops get together and basically talk about kind of what's going to be happening with the church moving forward. Uh, They want all young people aged 16 to 29 to take the survey, whether or not you're Catholic. That's very important. Um, The link to it is there. They want you to take the survey, pass it on. Um, That link is at our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook, look for HD Radio, and all the information is there. You can catch us every Wednesday night from 9, every Saturday night from 10. Stay tuned to 107.9 Life for more of your music, and we will see you again in a couple of days. See you later. See you later.